the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um... I think that goes without saying we've had a good year on the stock markets. We'll go into a little bit more of that later. At the end of the year, before I take a week off during the holiday break, I'm going to do kind of the best stocks in Rob's mind for long-term patient investors who want to outperform, potentially outperform the stock market. That show's coming up. That show's not today. Um, I'm putting that list together. I've got about 15 stock ideas. I want to do a whole show where I kind of go over the ideas. Um, one of them might be, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll tease it for later. Uh, but let's say there's going to be some AI names in there. There's going to be some total addressable market names in there that I think you're going to want to look at. Now, again, um, that would be a list that... <clears throat> You don't want to use as a Bible or a cheat sheet. You want to do your own research, but that show's coming up in probably about two weeks, I think. Um, let's move on to the content and say that we have a big event coming up Thursday night. It's free. I highly recommend if you've got $5,000 or more in saved assets and are heading towards retirement, i.e. something like 55 plus. It's not just, it's really not for the curious because it's going to have a lot of concepts that you're not ready for. So it's really for people who are getting close to retirement because it's called the seven test of retirement readiness. I think it's a good event. Um, CFP Chad Burton's going to do it. It's a webinar. By that, it means 630 to 730, 745. We always run a little long on these events. Um, you could be at the comfort of your office, uh, the comfort of your home, or if you sign up, you can replay the webinar later if you do not sign up you will not have access to it again it's ideal for people with five hundred thousand dollars more who want to learn about investing as they push towards retirement not five hundred thousand dollars or more it's really meant for those that have kind of digested a lot of the stuff already and are a little overwhelmed by it um, i know i am retirement readiness equals retirement happiness are you ready is the big question for tax-efficient distribution strategies. If you hire a CFP, the one area that I think they're going to do the most amount of savings for you and earn their money in year one is tax-efficient distribution strategies. Then the taxes. Then we're going to also talk a little about health and wellness, investing, long-term care. Long-term care, you can buy about 25, 30 years of coverage for um, roughly sixty dollars to $80,000 to get $130,000 to $150,000 coverage. It's not a bad idea. Um, I've seen families. I see one right now. My spouse's uh, best friend from childhood. Her mother is going through long-term care, and she's slipping in and out of the hospital often during this period. And it's expensive to the point that the inheritance is gone. 
the inheritance is gone. Anyhow, let's go over some of the content for, oh, the sign up for that webinar at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, S&P 500 is rising day ahead of the Friday's jobs report. It is attempting a to snap a three-day losing streak with traders looking ahead to tomorrow's. Not tomorrow's. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it is tomorrow. It's already Thursday. Holy mackerel, that webinar is tonight. How time flies. So tomorrow is the big jobs report. It's all important. If we see jobs lost, Wall Street will rally because we think the Fed's done raising interest rates and the Fed was likely to cut interest rates because now if jobs start falling, they have to protect that economy. Their job is two things. Keep inflation at 2% to 4%. Well, to, to man, their job is to fight inflation and get full employment. I think in their head, they want 2% inflation. And then in full employment, if jobs are falling, they're not doing their job. The job market's been a focus for investors this week. Weekly jobless claims released were below economist expectations today. Um, and a reading of continuing jobless claims declined, indicating the pace of layoffs has not increased. And yet yesterday, we saw a little bit of weakness from the ADP report on jobs. So we're getting a little mixed messages. Tomorrow's going to be a big, big morning on Wall Street. Online pet company Chewy slumped more than 11% following a weak forecast for the fourth quarter net sales. I like the company, but I won't invest in the company. Not yet. I don't see enough there for me. Um, what else do I have to hit? Google shares popped 5% this morning after the company announced Gemini AI model. Gemini performs OpenAI's, uh, outperforms OpenAI's ChatGPT 3.5, but the company did not share how it compares with the newest OpenAI, latest model ChatGPT 4. So AMD released two new AI-type chips. AI's got some different branches. And um, that stock's up big today. Gas prices have fallen and remained steady since September 19th. Again, we're at December 7th. That's about 70 days, according to my math. If I can have one hand with 70 fingers on it, I can count on one hand how many days gas prices have fallen and remained steady. Average gas prices stand around three and a quarter in the United States. Big winner from gas prices moving lower. Drum roll, please. It says lame, lame drum roll. Amazon.com. And of course, you, if you have a gas powered vehicle, you're a big winner. You have more money in your pocket to spend on the economy. 2023 was the least affordable home buying year in at least 11 years. California metro regions ranked at as the least affordable areas while Midwest metros were the most affordable. But I always say, who wants to live in the Midwest? I'd rather flame out on the coast of California. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. 
the 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. So, a- excuse me, AMD is higher today, in large part because they came out with two chips that didn't get, well, the stocks had a big run up on the announcement on these two big chips because some big tech companies say, we're going to have a big conference in X amount of days. It's on the calendar. And the last 20 days, we're like, oh, AMD's, cal- AMD's got a, a big conference. What do you think they're going to say? Well, we know NVIDIA's got some chips and AMD is their biggest competitor. Maybe AMD is going to say something. Today we're seeing uh, AMD. Let me pull up real quick to get, make sure I get this story right. Um, we have a little mixed markets going on. AMD's up 6.6%, up $7.81. I'm okay with AMD for the long-term patient investor. I'm okay with NVIDIA. NVIDIA is trading at 20 times next year's sales. That's cheap. Um, was I okay with it three weeks ago? Nope. When it hits all-time highs, I'm not. I like... Big companies that have a total addressable market of billions and billions and billions of dollars when the market's lower, following earnings that didn't blow off the, the, the skull, whatever you want to say. Any opportunity to buy high quality at cheaper rates, I'm good with. If Mark Zuckerberg were to come out right now and say, uh, "Buy for the record, I am the devil. Well, I'm like the devil. I can't prove that he's the devil, right? And if meta stocks were to go down 10, 20% on that, I'd be like, that's good for this, me to buy that stock. Now, again, I'm giving you a crazy, stupid example, right? So AMD's higher today, and Google's higher today on news that they have that new chatbot, um, AI intelligence. That's up 5%, almost exactly, up six bucks. Um, good day for big tech. Minus Microsoft, they're down slightly. Apple's up almost two, pushing at one ninety four a share. Now let's get back to some of the stories that you can make some money off long term. I'm concerned for Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, um, and Lilly as far as a pharmaceutical, but not as far as Lilly as far as their weight loss drug. It's a stock I would like to see come down. And here's a story where it might. Drug pricing has come in under pressure today. Nearly three in ten Americans struggle to pay for drugs that they need. It's 30%. You hit three in 10 uh, baseballs and you go to the Hall of Fame. That's a number. Patients spend about $1,200 more per person on prescription medication than those in other nations. The U.S. flips the bill for the pharmaceutical companies like Lilly, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson to do research. Now, I kind of want those guys to do research so they can come up with drugs that save my life or make my life better. But... I see the other side of it, that the average person in America is struggling. Three out of 10 struggle to pay for drugs they need. Not drugs that they want. The Biden administration unveiled a network uh, framework, excuse me, to seize the patents or what's known as march in rights of costly medications from drug makers and a new push to slash high drug prices. They're not the only ones. That's that's the big headline news day. That should hurt Pfizer, Lilly, and Johnson and Johnson. Earlier this week, CVS said they're revamping how it pays pharmacies to pay, uh, fill prescriptions. 
CVS new cost advantage model is going to kick in in 2025. It's going to ensure pharmacies get paid the original drug price plus a small fixed markup fee and a service fee. That sounds reasonable. Why there's no transparency in drug pricing? I don't know. I don't know. If a, a Pelleviger costs a dollar and one pharmacy sells it for five and one pharmacy sells it for three and another one sells it for a buck thirty, why is that? It's frustrating. Drug makers, um, who do I want to talk about here? Um, oh, Mark Cuban. He owns a company called Cost Plus. Someone direct messaged him and said, this is a good idea, this business. And Mark Cuban said, sure. And he got into business with the guy. And the idea is, let's get a lot of drugs and then add 15% to them and then sell them to pharmacies. And the biggest pharmacy or one of the biggest pharmacies or one of the biggest users of drugs is Blue Cross, Blue Shield, excuse me, Blue Shield of California. They expect to save $500 million in yearly drug cost savings after switching to both Amazon Pharmacy and Mark Cuban's Cost Plus Drugs. This is good news for Americans. This is good news for our elderly. The fact that it takes tech entrepreneurs like Mark Cuban and uh, tech companies like Amazon to figure this out, CVS is copying them. CVS sees the writing on the wall. They lost that big contract to Blue Shield of California. 2023, the year of women in sports. Banner year, ticket sales, viewership, team valuations all boomed. The tickets for women's basketball final four uh, was higher. Demand was higher than it was for men's basketball final four. The Nebraska Cornhuskers women's volleyball team played to a record women's attendance of 92,000 free fans. Can you imagine 92,000 people in a stadium to watch a a volleyball game? Awesome. The WNBA scored big in 2023. Viewership jumped 21%, the league's most watched season in 21 years. The women's national, the National Women's Soccer League broke records in attendance, viewership, and team valuations. Sales for women's tennis jumped 30%. Taylor Swift went to an NFL game or two for the Chiefs, and tickets soared on StubHub. Not to mention the movie of the year, Barbie earned over $1.5 billion. You could say Taylor Swift was the person of the year. I could say women were the persons of the year. I know you're saying, where to suck up to the female audience, Rob. No, nah, I'm not doing that. One stock that I like, MasterCard. They just raised its dividend. Stock is rising. I like both MasterCard and Visa as um, transactions on things we do on the internet, transactions on commerce. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to look at the people who get the swipe money. They don't have the credit risk. They're not Bank of America. They're not lending out the money on credit cards. They're just doing the transaction. Worried about retirement? A couple moves you can make. Establish a safe withdrawal rate. Delay your social security filing. Consider taking a review with a CFP. Chad Burton's going to be doing a webinar this evening. This evening, tax-efficient distribution strategies, taxes, health, investing, long-term care. Should you buy it or not? Savings. It's going to be December 7th tonight, 6.30 to 7.30 from the comfort of your own computer. You can sign up for the webinar tonight at robblackshow.com. It's the seven steps for retirement readiness with CFP Chad Burton. I'm going to introduce him. You can listen online if you sign up at robblackshow.com. That's tonight. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. 
I've always loved television in the ways that it can be kind of cool. Do you remember walk, watching television, like maybe a talk show? And tonight on the show, we've got a secret guest. Well, today on the show, we have a secret guest. The one, the only, open the door, come out of the closet. Not literally, but figuratively. Chad Burton, how are you? <laughs> good start, Rob. Thanks. <laughs> we have a big event. Come, we have a big event tonight, 6.30 to 7.30-ish. I think it's going to go to 7.45 because I know you like to ramble. Um, no, it's going yeah. to be all about the seven test for retirement readiness. This is right up my alley. I'm in my mid fifties. I've got wealth. Um, I've got questions. I do have a CFP, but I do want some personal assuredness that I'm ready. Um, the health part is a big issue for me. You talk a lot about that. Um, I've grown to like that. I used to want you to stick with the numbers, but I like the long-term care talks that you take. Is it worth spending 60 to $80,000 to get $130,000 in pre, uh, premiums? I don't know. You're going to talk about that tonight, not in premiums, but in payouts, um, tax efficient distribution strategies, taxes, health and wellness, investing, long term care, savings and much, much more tonight. Six thirty to seven thirty ish. If you sign up, you get access to replay. If you don't, you do not. But if you do sign up, you could um, sit in your own home tonight and do a webinar with us. Uh, what better way to spend your Thursday evening? Chad. People can sign up at chadburton.com, chadburton.com. While you're at chadburton.com, you can also get access to a lot of his other content. It's really good content. I'm a little jealous of it. I'm a wealth accumulator. He's a wealth manager. Um, if you want to set an appointment with him, you can do it at chadburton.com and sign up for the event at chadburton.com or robloxshow.com. That's it for the commercial. Let's discuss the difference in returns between growth and value this year, Chad. Do you want to rebalance? Because it seems a little bit out of control. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I mean, it's it's so funny because a year like this is just another year where you can say, okay, investors truly do have financial Alzheimer's. And you know, we've said that before because I remember in 2006 when we were trying to get people to you know stick with the idea of what retirement is like you know a certain amount of money in cash in a balanced portfolio well in 2006 you know it was a new economy the market was going to go to the moon and p ratios were getting super high again but it was a new economy and then you had you know eventually 08 and 09 um and so you, you know you and I've been doing this together since 1999 so we've been through some major corrections here and then this year everybody wants growth, right? We want tech stocks. It's, you know, the S&P 500, uh, 23% of the return is based on five companies. And then it's even more if you look at the Magnificent Seven. And so growth has drastically outperformed value this year, right, Rob? I mean, if we look at just growth and I, yeah, yeah. But if, so if we look at just two simple ETFs um, that, uh, you know, I, I do own these personally and clients do too. We use them once in a while. Uh, VUG, Vanguard Growth ETF versus VTV, which is Vanguard Value ETF. Um, now, the VUG Growth ETF is up a little over 39% total return this year. The Value ETF is up only 4% for the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, uh, why would I want any value at all? I mean, growth has crushed it, right? Well, let's go back to the cycle that we are in. Let's go back to the beginning of that cycle, which is January of 2022. So if we look at the returns of these two ETFs since January 3rd, 2022, the first trading day um, in 2022, uh, we've got a a total return of negative 7% to today, December 7th, 2023, 
where value ETF is up 1.47% in that last almost two-year period, right? So that that's that that's because every, almost the majority of the returns this year are from tech overselling last year. 2022 was the tech wreck, and it's like everybody already forgot it. Yep. And so everybody's ignoring value and ignoring the fact that if they're only investing in the S&P 500, they're really investing in about you know, seven stocks right now that have done extremely well. And you're starting to hear talks of value, small cap value, um, emerging markets starting to become, this might start to look attractive. And if you're getting closer to retirement bonds, even though they've rates have come down by about a half a percent in the last couple of weeks and bonds have already rallied a bit, they're still higher than they've been since around 2006. And so it's for a retiree that's in that, zone of 10 years to retirement, you know, or in retirement, it's a great time to rebalance because, well, I mean, I'm just going to say it, a, a lower average annual rate of return can result in a higher ending portfolio value, Rob. Think about that for a minute. A lower average annual rate of return can result in a higher ending portfolio value. That's interesting. So, um, there, let me, let me explain why. Yeah, right? yeah, that's, I'm waiting for it. So, yeah, because like right now, everybody, too, as they go into the new year, they're going to start yeah. looking at their 401k statements right in January. And they're like, OK, I got to I got to choose my my mutual funds. And everybody always looks at the, uh, you know, three, five and 10 year average annual returns. Well, let me explain something, because there's the average annual rate of return and then there's a geometric mean, which is a much better measurement. And so. And I showed a very specific example of this in, in the webinar tonight. But let me just give you a, a basic example that you've probably heard me use before since we've been doing this so long. But let's say you have $100,000 and you invest it in a portfolio and it, it drops by 50% the first year, right? So your 100000 becomes 50000 So what rate of return do you have to get the next year to break even? 100%. Right. So you get a hundred percent. I've heard the answer before. Otherwise, yeah, I yeah. Get, oh, down so, so 50 up a hundred. Yeah. Down 50 up a hundred. So like, it's like right at the beginning of, uh, let's say 2008. Right. Yep. Um, so in that type of aggressive portfolio, the return in the first year is negative 50. The return in the second year is a hundred. So negative 50 plus a hundred is 50 divided by two is a 25% average annual rate of return over that two year period. But your real rate of return was actually zero. So if you had a portfolio that just averaged 6% over those two years, each year it earned 6%, even though your average annual return was only 6 and the other one was 25, you had a much higher portfolio value with the one that had a lower rate, uh, average annual rate of return. And, and so I, I think that investing is a big, it's, it's, it's a lot of math involved and it's more about risk and volatility and smoothing out returns that's the goal of wealth management. Cause I think a lot of times people will come in, uh, you know, and, and try to work with an investment advisor and say, Oh, oh you're going to outperform the market all the time. Well, when you're trying to get to the point, I've got to live off of this wealth for 30 plus years, yep. the goal of wealth management and asset allocation is to keep up with the market in the good years and try to outperform in the bad and consistently rebalance to keep a, a, a risk tolerance to smooth out your returns so that you're keeping up with the market in the good years. And sometimes when you're not, you know, 40% in tech, you're going to underperform, but you would have crushed it last year. And the math is even more important during the withdrawal phase, because if you have those very volatile down years and you're pulling money out to live, 
then it's, it's even harder to recover. So it's, it, and that's when we, when we talk about this, this is where once you create and go through some of these uh, steps that we're going to talk about tonight, why um, once you get your asset allocation, correct, you can run what's called Monte Carlo simulations, which randomizes the order of stock market returns and can give you a success rate on your retirement plan. So moving on, and we don't have a lot of time, keep that in mind, explain why most people pick 401ks and even investment advisors based on average return. It's because that's, that's all yeah. they know, right? It, yeah. it's, it's all that's published. It's sitting right there when you you know log in and you, you click on the investment, it's going to show you the one, three, five, and 10 year. Um, you can you can look at other measures like standard deviation, upside, uh, downside capture ratio and things like that, that if you dig down deeper that but that's not what most people do. Um, and where it comes. Oh, go ahead. What's interesting is I looked at my 401k yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. 11 out of the 13 funds were sideways to slightly down and somewhere up a little bit, somewhere down a little bit kind of thing. But they were all mm-hmm. kind of in the same area. Two were massive winners. Kind of, t- it, it kind of supports what you're saying. Yep, and it's just like um, you know, I like when we're in the in, in a certain cycle. I like to see where did the cycle start, right? Yep. And that was interest rates started to go fair. up January 2022, and then look at the asset classes that tend to outperform over 10 year periods, but they've underperformed during the cycle because it's going to be their turn to shine. I mean, you know, an example of this, Rob, is if we if we look. Um, at international developed, everybody was just, you know, really negative on international stocks yep. this year. That's right? one of the, that's one of the funds I have. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of you, you want to hold those international and emerging markets and small cap and retirement accounts because it's, they're not as tax efficient. But um, if, if we look at a better way to look at, okay, how is the S and P 500 actually done? If you look at all of the companies in the S and P 500, it's, it's a market cap weighted index and it's become the most tech heavy that we've seen. Um, it's, it's even way different in allocation than it was in 2011. Um, so this year, the equal weighted S and P 500, where if you had an equal amount of money in every stock in the S and P 500 is up 7%. But if you look at EFA, the iShares MSCI international developed ETF, it's up 12.6% this year. And so if I were to argue with you, if I were to argue with you, Chad, they may deserve it because like NVIDIA is now trading at 20 times next year's earnings. Google's trading at 20 times next year's earnings. They got the revenue. A lot mm-hmm. of these other areas that are underperforming don't have the revenue or their earnings. We've got about. Yeah. So, it, so it's, it's going to be an issue of, you know, value, but also earnings growth. Right. Yep. Because we haven't had a lot of revenue growth. So it's all about P, but also pay ratios and dividend payout coverage and all that kind of stuff. Big event tonight, 6.30 to 7.30, Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness, live webinar with Chad Burton. You can sign up at chadburton.com. You have to sign up to get the replay. You have to sign up to watch live. Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness, tax-efficient distribution strategies, taxes, wellness, investing, long-term care, and more. Sign up at chadburton.com. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event tonight. Sign up now to get access to the webinar and the webinar replay. It's the seven retirement readiness test with CFP Chad Burton. As a man who's in his mid fifties with kids, um, it's important for me to know that I'm ready. I want to pull the plug and not work for money. I'll continue to do a podcast. I'll continue to do events. 
but I don't want to have to say, oh my gosh, am I keeping up with inflation in my paycheck? Am I ready? Big question for me. Um, Markets are kind of mixed today, which I don't really care for. I would prefer small cap and international and mid cap to be doing better than they are. And they have been in the last 45 days. I hope that's the trend for next year because it's more fair to see all horses move towards the, the finish and not to see the mega cap stocks. The Magnificent Seven take a, a lap around the racetrack and then start lapping the guys again. I own most of the Magnificent. I own all the Magnificent Seven because I own an S&P 500 fund. But I own most of the Magnificent Seven in individual stocks, including large positions in Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Apple that I've owned for years. I took a big position last year in NVIDIA, um, correctly so. Um, let's hit some story. Well, okay. SP, Dow, NASDAQ, Russell, all higher. Crude fell below $70 a barrel yesterday, meaning lower gas prices, meaning lower manufacturing cost when you fire up a factory in the smokestacks. Um, that means we're going to have more profits in our pocket and more profits for corporations like Amazon. Think of every time you see an Amazon van, what's being fueled on? Largely gas and electricity, but largely gas. 10-year treasury sits at 4.12%. That's been the freaking craziest story of this year. How high rates went, especially from 4% straight to 5% and sat there. And then it effectively went from 5% to 4%, 4.1%. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to overestimate. But that's been a freakish move. If it's able to stay around 4.1, market continues rally. If it starts to creep back up to 4.5, maybe we put a little bit of a pause on. I expect 2024 to be a good year because we're now saying, well, let's wait till tomorrow. The jobs report comes out, and if we see unemployment rise, I expect next year to be a good year. Because we're going to start not talking about the Fed being on hold. We're going to start talking about uh, March, April, May, June. When's the cut going to come and how many are there going to be? Right now, Wall Street's projecting five. I feel it's a little bit too early to say that. I'm not an economist, so I'm going to sit on the sideline on that prediction. You get the idea. Some new banking rules could push mortgage rates up significantly. Um, I don't like that story. I don't like seeing the nation's bankers uh, sitting in front of the Senate Banking Committee and talking about raising capital requirements at these firms. We have a great banking system that is very firm, better than any in the world. Um, and our country, our government wants them maybe to add more capital to their balance sheet so that they don't get in trouble in a worst case scenario. Uh, Meredith Whitney, she's a banking analyst. She's saying what Congress is talking about. Um, it wouldn't just present a new challenge for banks, but it would create a big headache for American homeowners. It's called the Basel three endgame proposals. They're going to hurt the consumer. She says that's just a fact. She's a great analyst. She says the risk for the U.S. consumer is that capital will be harder to come by for small businesses and individuals. It will make it more expensive. She thinks difficulty in accessing capital could push mortgage rates up by 30 percent from current levels. That would be a nightmare for the United States. Just saying. Taking a look at some of the markets. Um, Biden administration asserting power to seize drug patents. That's bad for the big drug makers in the short term. Maybe it gets into effect. Maybe it gets, um, how shall we say, lobbied out. PayPal shares are sliding after Amazon drops Venmo as a payment option. 
Um, Amazon will no longer allow users to pay with Venmo beginning January 10th. That's one of those headlines that I just don't care about PayPal. I'd like to see them succeed. I'd like for them to show me that I should have their attention. Right now, I don't. 2023 was the least affordable home buying year in at least 11 years, so says Redfin. There was a great thing, a lot of great things to make this um, come together. Um, Inflation, high prices, soaring mortgage rates, low housing supply equals least affordable year of housing in recent memory. Today, we're seeing big winners. I like calling them winners and losers. Google's up 5%. AMD's up 7%. JetBlue's up 13%. I just booked a trip on JetBlue. Um, AbbVie's up 1%. Why is AbbVie up? Oh, um, they're going to acquire neuroscience drug maker Cerebral Therapeutics, Therapeutics for $8.7 billion. Um, interesting. AbbVie's up and Cerebral. Um, other stocks that are up are up GameStop up 2%. I will not own that stock. Um, it does not make sense to me. I do all my video gaming with digital downloads. I don't go into stores. If I do, I don't mind going to Best Buy, um, GameStop. I just feel like I'm the old guy where all the kids are working, playing video games and probably smoking dope. That's my play on being an old guy, right? Um, C3 AI is down today. 10%, the artificial intelligence software stock issued mixed quarterly results and shared light guidance. The company posted a smaller than expected adjusted loss of 13 cents for its fiscal third quarter. I'm going to take a look at that company because I know it's an AI company. I know they're a player. I know they have big government contracts. I know they will do okay in the U.S. They're not doing well in Europe, but I want to take a look myself. McDonald's is going to open its first Cosmics and that's MC Cosmic spinoff restaurant this week. Um, a convenient way to grab a pick me up snack or coffee. Interesting. Kind of getting into um, uh, convenience versus um, quick service. Fast service. Um, new items will incur, include churro frappes and pretzel bites. They're positioning Cosmics as a fast, convenient way to grab pick me up or snack pick me up snack or coffee. I don't know much about it. I'm going to look a little bit more. I really like McDonald's long-term patient stock, um, but not the short term. Everyone knows it long-term. It's going to, it's going to do better than inflation. In my opinion, consult the work for others to get in action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. That is not investment advice. Big event coming up tonight, 630 to 745, the seven test of retirement readiness with CFP Chad Burton. It's a webinar. Sign up at Rob Black show. That's Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. 
the 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.